0: A volunteer state. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse.
1: Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. The number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at migonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon Station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By Farm Bureau Health Plans, when looking for health care coverage, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through the choices. By Tennessee LASIK Association, Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee Lacing. And by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by...
2: Sunday in the afternoon, a little bit earlier than normal as we get ready for the Lady Vols later today. I'm Chris Lowe, Austin Price, it's The Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse on Morrell Road. We're glad you're with us on just a glorious Sunday afternoon here in East Tennessee. Uh, Counting down the days, AP to Christmas, I'm sure you got all your shopping done.
3: All of it's done.
2: Not really. Going to be a big Christmas for the Price girls?
3: Yeah, that's mostly because um, you know we're making our annual trip south to Orlando, and I bet you I, I got a
2: feeling, just got a got a hunch here, that the grandparents on both sides take pretty good care of the Price
3: girls. They do, they do on both sides.
2: Well, we're again, we're glad you're with us today uh, on a Sunday, a busy Sunday, a news-filled Sunday. If you haven't heard, Auburn today firing head football coach Gus Malzahn. I'm uh, told AP that he was told five or ten minutes before he went to the team meeting. Today that he'd been fired, he needed to tell his team. Um, So uh, you talk about happening fast. It happened fast. Here's probably, in my mind, the most staggering staggering of the news: Gus's total buyout at Auburn in a COVID year, twenty one point seven million dollars. But that's not all. Within thirty days from termination, which is today. He's owed half of that, almost $11 million. And then for four straight years, every July 15th, he gets a cool 2.6 or point. It's not quite million.
3: Bobby Bonilla, but it's pretty good.
2: Think about that. For a college football coach in a COVID year, Auburn is willing to pay him nearly $22 million, almost $11 million in 30 days for him to walk.
3: You know what that means? A lot of people are going to be happy when the – Calendar turns from 2020 to 2021, but nobody is going to be happier than Gus Malzahn. Well, you know, all, all coaches at that level
2: are, are extremely competitive, have a lot of pride, and I've known Gus a long time. I know he had, you know, he, he had sort of stood in there pretty good against. Let's be honest, a, a posse they've been trying to get him now for several years, and he'd always won enough or had beaten Alabama enough this year. Though they weren't going to let it go, won't let it go by as uh, Auburn six and four. And they get him, Gus Melison out at Auburn. That's the third head coaching change in the SEC in a year, AP, that we thought maybe we wouldn't see any coaching changes because of the quote unquote revenue shortfalls. I don't want to hear any more BS about revenue shortfalls.
3: <laughs> well, the problem is is the league is giving out loans, you know, to everyone. Now, granted, these schools got to pay. $21 million dollars worth. No, but, and, and granted, they've got to pay it back. But I think that that's, that that's a big reason why some of these schools have decided. You know, hey, we're not taking as much money on right now as we thought we were going to. So, well, again, so so Malzahn out at Auburn, Derek Mason out at Vanderbilt,
2: both those schools now in search mode, trying to find a replacement. South Carolina pays Will Muschamp over fifteen million. Now they don't owe him ten million in thirty days, but they I think they owe him total fifteen point five million. They have since hired Shane Beamer to come in as head coach there with the Gamecocks. Again, three coaches in a COVID year. So you're talking about, I don't know what Derek Mason was, though, but just Muschamp and Malazan combined. You're talking about nearly $40 million that they're paying coaches not to coach. Heck, he, even here at your alma mater, Tennessee, they fired a coach during the middle of the season, an assistant. They're going to owe him close to a million dollars.
3: your alma mater, too, low.
2: Uh, I remind Coach Fulmer of that all the time. He always says, it's your – Alamont are two big boys. So, again, all this, you know, malarkey about, well, you know, we, we're we taking a bloodbath financially. We can't do this. We can't do that. We're having a furlough. We're having to, you know, lay off staff. Listen, they're in the realm of SEC football, there's money, and then there's monopoly money. I think we're seeing monopoly money tossed around right now. I want to thank our good friends at Mortgage Investors Group. The nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week. A mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. You know, if you're planning on buying a home this year, you may be asking yourself is it still a good time to buy? Is it even possible? Rest assured that the real estate industry has not shut down. It's still possible to find, tour, finance, and even close a home virtually anywhere. MIG is ready to help you get pre qualified through a complete touch free process. With the power of technology, MIG can help you with an end to end digital mortgage experience. Let Mortgage Investors Group experts help get you started on the path to home ownership today. 100% financing is possible to take you from renting to owning. So, again, call our friends at Mortgage Investors Group to see if you qualify based on borrow qualifications. So go to MIG's website, MIGonline.com, to chat with a licensed loan officer online and get moving today toward your home buying goals. All right, moving on to basketball, Rick Barnes, Vols on Saturday with an impressive win. It was a hard-fought, tough physical game with Cincinnati the whole way, and Tennessee showing some metal there towards the NAP and pulling away. Um, that's the kind of game, when I think of tough NCAA tournament games where you just sort of got to find a way to grind it out against really good defensive basketball teams, which Cincinnati is, those are the kinds. somewhere along the way you got to win. And Tennessee, granted, it's only – just a couple games into the season, but they showed their ability to do that.
3: Yeah, they, they found a way. Uh, again, they continued to, uh, you know, experiment with new lineups. Yesterday during crunch time, who was on the floor? Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer, two, uh, two freshmen. And, uh, you yeah, know, this team's deep. They're really deep. And, uh, you know, I don't think you're ever going to see like, – there'll, there'll be moments where you see a, a player score 23 or 24 points, but I think it's going to be so – balance that, like, you know, every night there's just going to be a, a slew of guys that have right around ten points, and it all is going to add up to uh, success for Tennessee. Eventually, though, you're going to need somebody to be that guy in crunch time. And, uh, you know, we'll see who emerges as, as as the guy that Tennessee leans on late in the game to get a bucket when they need a bucket. But, uh, you know, to having, you know, had so many games canceled, had to miss so much practice time, to be sitting there at 2-0, Two solid wins for Tennessee over Colorado and Cincinnati to this point. And, uh, you know, they'll continue to uh, build on that chemistry coming up this next week.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Two wins over, you know, over pretty good clubs. And you look around the country, you thought you'd see this because of some of the disruption in practice and teams not being together a lot. You've seen some really crazy, weird results. You know, tradition rich programs losing and starting poorly, i.e., Kentucky. Uh, North Carolina taken to the you know to the wire this past weekend. I think North Carolina Central. So you've seen some teams, which is to be expected, because as a coach and really as, as teams, you don't really know what you got right now because you haven't played enough together. But Tennessee, I think, because of their depth and Rick still trying to sort of find what combinations work best for them, able to grind out uh, two wins as they go forward now with a busy week in basketball. I hadn't even talked about the Vols in the football field this Saturday as they go after six straight losses by double digits. And I think you probably would agree, AP, you were there. I mean, 42-17 over Vanderbilt, it's hard to get picky when you've lost six in a row by double digits. You just want to win, and Tennessee did that. I I thought some of the things, as I look back at that game, finally some explosive plays on offense, You know, some plays both in the run game and the pass game, you saw both your quarterbacks give you something. The youngster Harrison Bailey started really well, was efficient, uh, threw two touchdown passes, and I thought towards the end of the first half, J.T. Shroud gave him a lift with two touchdown passes at a critical juncture of the game.
3: Well, he did, uh, but then he also had a, a, a atrocious throw uh, and, a, and, a, and a throw that's you know kept him off the field. I mean, you know, you, you watch J.T. And, and he has talent. He's definitely got arm talent. That's maybe the, the is the best on the team, but. You know he's had these critical mistakes in practice, you know, and, and now you've seen him show up in the game, here and there. Whether it be the the, the bad pick against Kentucky, which was a bad throw, and and then the, the similar throw uh, yesterday there in late, you know, late in the, the or you know, middle part of the second half, where you know he got, finally got back into the game after really kind of closing the first half strong, um, bad throw, and at that point Tennessee just went with Harrison Bailey the rest of the way because Harrison wasn't putting the ball in harm's way. Harrison ended the game 14 for 18 after going 13 for 13 to start and uh, a little over 200 yards and a couple of touchdown passes.
2: And I think that's why you're, you're right. That's why you saw Bailey the rest of the way and, and what they need from Shrout and what kept him off the field is they need him to be more consistent. But again, I thought his, his touchdowns and his big throws came at a point in the game when they need him because you know, Vanderbilt's up 10-7 there, what, in the first quarter or sometime going into the second quarter, and he gets a couple balls for scores when Tennessee needed them. The defense, the defensive touchdown, Bryce Thompson's pick six. I thought the defense sort of set the tone there with the way they played. They got some good pressure, you know, the kind of pressure we haven't seen at at different points this season. Uh, Even though it didn't lead to a score, you saw, you know, the fake punt again on special teams. So, Having some different things go right in different facets of the game, a good sign for Tennessee as they go on the road again and and snap a six-game losing streak this season and beat Vanderbilt 42-17. They've got Texas A&M coming in here on Saturday. And I can promise you this, AP, it'll be a Texas A&M team that will be plenty motivated. I mean, I I don't know some of these teams playing on the 19th this coming Saturday. (laughs) I don't know how motivated they'll be to play football. But Texas A&M will be because they're sitting right there now on the cusp, depending on what well, shakes out in the conference championship games,
3: of being a playoff team. Well, and you've seen enough. Um, you've seen enough people push the the idea that Ohio State hasn't played enough games. You know, um, you know. I, I think that you know might it you know hurt them with the committee? Maybe I, I don't think so because I think they'll want to try to have. A Big Ten school in there and not have two ACC and two SECs. But, you know, if, if Notre Dame were to be Clemson, then all of a sudden an A&M win puts them in. in I was going
2: to say, yeah, it doesn't matter about Ohio State if if Notre Dame wins on Saturday. If Notre Dame wins the ACC championship, well, I think A M gets in. It, you know, again, A&M beats Tennessee. This is why I say that, and that's a noon game. Keep in mind, Tennessee, A&M is a noon game, so A&M goes into that game not knowing What's going to happen later in the day? So they're going to they're going to want to try to you talk about rack up style points. So Tennessee better become ready to play, and certainly better play a clean football game if they're going to have a chance in this game. A and M has uh, was off this past week, so I mean, how much good or bad will that impact? Will that have for the Aggies? But they're a pretty good football team, and a, a team that is uh, you know you, you go back you can talk about restless fan bases. It was a pretty restless fan base at A&M, you know, last year. They're paying the kind of cash they're paying Jimbo Fisher, but here they are. The new rankings, playoff rankings come out on Tuesday night, but I think last week they were fifth, if I'm not mistaken, so they're right there, right there on the threshold of being a playoff team. I'll make you a bet. I'll, I'll give you 20 strokes, and we know, we all know you hit the ball a lot better off the tee than I, I do. Know. Maybe not in a fair way, but off the tee. I don't live. even know where this is going. That if Ohio State wins the Big Ten championship, they're in. Why? Well, agree. That's why I just said they're going. But, to, and I'm
3: not saying they should be in, but I'm just going to say yeah, because, they will be in because they're going to want you know balance and the potential for two ACCs and just two SECs in the college football playoff is something the playoff don't want. They they want they want a third. Institution from a third big conference. And
2: then, you know, I start to hear more and more every year. Not so much in the South because you know the, the, the SEC footprint. People love football and they love to see the SEC teams do well, even in the South. Period. But around the country, you start getting up into the Midwest and certainly out west, where the Pac-12 hasn't been a factor in the playoff really ever. But you know, there's been 24 playoff spots AP since it started for spots every year of those 24 spots coming to this year 17 have been filled by the same four teams clemson alabama ohio state and oklahoma think about that yeah
3: it's it, it there's, it's, there's there's been no it's been a monopoly you know the on, usual the, on the playoff. every yeah. year now oklahoma
2: ain't going to be there this year you know notre dame has has well they were there a couple times with and bcs but once again It's looking like Alabama Ohio State. So remember the the theory or the narrative going into the playoff. Well, you get some more teams in and a chance to play for the championship. In reality, it's the same teams. Yep. And it's going to be that until they expand, eight, which ultimately they will. All right, let's take our first break here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back here from the Texas Roadhouse in just a couple minutes. We always look forward to visiting with our good friends here at Texas Roadhouse every Sunday night. And, uh, always a good dining experience. AP sort of goes back and forth between some grilled chicken, maybe a filet, sirloin, whatever you eat here, it's going to be good. Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. Visit one of their 16 locations throughout the state of Tennessee and get your game day food from Texas Roadhouse. Place your two-go order online at togo.texasroadhouse.com to enjoy while you're cheering on the Vols. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas.
1: Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Have you struggled with your glasses fogging up when wearing a mask this year? Now more than ever, Dr. Colby Stewart and his team at Tennessee LASIK are here for you. Visit TNLASIK.com or call 865-966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants to help you see the Vols in 2020.
4: Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGOnline.com. Equal Housing Lender, License ten ninety one eleven.
1: Right now, you can get $0.05 off every gallon of fuel every day. That's $0.05 off every gallon with Make It Count rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit.
5: For more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. And now, in tough times like these, it's more important than ever that we look out for each other. For many of you impacted by recent events, we can help make sure you're protected with quality, affordable coverage that's right for you, right now. So you're prepared for whatever lies ahead. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today.
0: Take it to the house this season with Truly Hard Seltzer. Whether you're tailgating or home-gating, Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer is a refreshing mix of lemonade and hard seltzer that's perfect for game day excitement. If life gives you lemons, keep the good times going with Truly. So bring the flavor and your volunteer spirit to game day like only you can. We'll keep it light, crisp, and crushable. Truly Hard Seltzer. Live Truly. Proud supporter of Tennessee Athletics. Please drink responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin.
2: We are back on The Nation. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. We are at the Texas Roadhouse, just adjacent to Westtown Mall. Thank you for joining us. So a little earlier than normal this Sunday is the Lady Vols play later today. Um, I tell you, looking at uh, and talking to some people already, AP, it's going to be a, a pretty pretty impressive candidate list for that Auburn job and some of those names very familiar to Tennessee fans and I think right in the middle of it is going to be one Lane Kiffin. I think he certainly will be a guy who will be in the middle of it as will Hugh Freeze. Lane Kiffin going to pull that Tommy Tuberville type move uh, or low. There'll they'll be, they'll be a lot and again those aren't the only two but Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin, Billy Napier Mario Cristobal, Mario
3: Cristobal, Steve Sarkeesian. Steve
2: Sarkeesian. and I think the in-house candidate will be Kevin Steele, and I think he will get a serious look. Of course, Steele, a finalist for the Tennessee job, they're
3: not going to go that route unless unless they're choosing to not pay.
2: Don't well, first of all, Steele makes about two point five million as defensive coordinator.
3: Yeah, is he going to make the same as, as as the previous head coach? So thus, that would be seven. Going down. That would
2: be seven million. So what they're, they're not going to pay him that. yes. No, but they don't. But again, I think he will get a look. I'm not saying he's the front runner. But in talking to people very close to the situation and very close to Auburn, I think he is he, it's not just one of these deals where because he is gonna be an interim coach and has been there for a while, he's just gonna get an interview. I think he will get some consideration. And I also think Kevin Steele has some pretty key support there among power brokers at Auburn, which at Auburn is much or more than any place. You talk about power brokers and cooks, cooks in the kitchen. There are a lot of them. But, no, we mentioned uh, several of them. Napier is a guy who's been selective. He's had chances at South Carolina, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin uh, in his one year at Ole Miss. uh, They scored a ton of points, gained a lot of yards, uh, and really made Ole Miss football pretty entertaining. They couldn't stop anybody And worst case
3: scenario for Lane, you just use it to parlay Uh, a raise. Maybe
2: so. Hugh Freeze is (laughs) – He's going to get another shot somewhere. It's just a matter of where. He wants to be back in the SEC. Uh, he's a guy who's proven he can win in the SEC, can recruit. He's also proven he can win at places where he's got inferior personnel. And I think all ADs and administrations are looking for that because if you can win when you've got inferior personnel, you can win at a place where you've got all the resources and you can recruit at a higher level. Uh, Mario Cristobal, who's been in the SEC, another guy who is a – A really you know accomplished recruiter has done it you know and so he's been at a couple different places around the country and I tell you a a guy that I would not um, sell short in this whole race is Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama who I think will be the Broyles Award winner this year as a top assistant coach in college football has done an incredible job with that offense Uh, he's been a head coach at two different places yes he's like freeze so he's got some baggage off the field, but he has come back in and gotten that Saban stamp that we've seen a lot of people get and go on to other jobs. Yep. But either way, think of all the different storylines here. If it's Sarkeesian, if it's Hugh Freeze, if it's Lane Kiffin, all of them have ties in some way, shape, or form to the SEC or Saban. Yep. You know, even Napier worked under Saban at Alabama. You know, so so it, it's that again that sort of saving. Mario Cristobal worked on the Alabama staff. Kevin Steele worked on the Alabama staff. So, in all, in some way, shape, or form, all these names that I think will certainly be in play to some degree all have Alabama slash Nick Saban connections.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, you know, when realistically, you know, I mean, that they're still the program that, you know, the straw that stirs the drink in this conference. And so everybody, uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, Chris. And, you know, everybody's trying to uh, imitate and, and, and be the next Alabama. Problem is, is nobody can ever get to that point because none of his former coaches have ever beat him. No, nope.
2: and he's uh, he's sort of the guy. Well, you know, no, not sort of the guy. And, and, and He it, is the guy that sets Well, the and honestly,
3: that they've got it, it's such a well-oiled machine there, all thanks to him. That you know, you can roll in the iron bowl, and Nick Saban's not even there, and they win it going away. But he does a pretty good job
2: coaching the television when he's watching it on TV. Even Saban. We Thank want to you. remind fans that this season just to relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages and support University of Tennessee Athletics. Coors Light Mountain Cold Refreshment that's made to chill. Twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon. Light and crisp, truly hard seltzer. And ice-cold Glosecki Cerveza. Distributed across Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember, celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. So, um... As you look around the rest of the league, uh, you know, Alabama clearly the class. Uh, what do you make of, of that just crazy finish last night, LSU-Florida? I, I I've seen a lot in football. I've seen a lot of crazy things. I've never seen someone throw a shoe down
3: the field. I think I make of it that uh, the ACC had it right. They protected their two best teams, and uh, the SEC did not. They sent their teams to the Wolves. Alabama wins easily over Arkansas. LSU, while they've had a mostly atrocious year as the defending national champions, still have some talent, and uh, they parlayed that into a huge win last night in Gainesville.
2: Yeah, because you'd have to think that, had let's say, um, well, had Florida won or had they just not played against LSU. They'd still be in the playoff. If they won against Alabama. Now Or had not played. Well, I'm talking about this past week. Yeah. Had they lost Alabama, even had they not played this past week, they wouldn't be in the plow. But now I'm not so sure, AP, even if they were to upset, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's a better chance of you beat me in match play on the golf course. Joe. Uh, even if they were to upset Alabama. Now, they gave up
3: 30 points, 30 offensively. Yeah. Of course, they had to pick six, but 30 offensively to an LSU team that's not very good offensively. No. And but, what's Alabama going to do?
2: 20, that's what I mean. They're going to score 50-plus points easy. What, what's the stat I saw in, like, 28 straight games now they've scored more than 35 yep, points? Yeah, it's
3: the longest streak in college football history. <laughs> th-
2: think about that. And we're talking about a Nick Saban team. If you'd have told me, you know, 10 years ago that he had a team that, that gave up fewer than 21 points. He's adapted. And, and that's the point I'm trying to make. If you'd have told me 10 years ago he's got, he had a team that had given up 21
3: or fewer in 28 games, I'd say, okay.
2: That's that's who Saban
3: is. He don't want to win games fifty six forty two, but he's he, becoming more comfortable doing it every week. But he wants to win games.
2: Yep. <laughs> you know, he didn't care if it's fifty two forty eight or twenty one seventeen. But my point I was getting ready made about like Florida, though, had they not played this past week, a la the ACC and gotten a week off, and then gone in and beaten Alabama, they would have been in the playoff. 100% as SEC champions. Now, even if they were to pull off the unlikeliest of upsets and beat Alabama, I don't think they'd get in. Even as SEC The SEC champion has never not gotten in to the playoff. I think it would be very difficult. I'm not saying that they couldn't, that 100% wouldn't get in. I think it would be very difficult. How about this scenario? They beat Alabama, and Alabama, Alabama gets in over them in the playoff, which I don't think is all that far-fetched.
3: Or, or you know, it, I, that, which really gives a And M more of a uh, a case. That's what I
2: mean. A And yeah. is sitting there like a panther sitting out in the, in the weeds. They know that there's a couple different things if they fall right.
3: But what if Tennessee is the LSU for a well, And M? Well, that's why, as they say, as they say in the trade AP, that's why they play the. Game. That's why they play the game. That's right. I mean. You, you wouldn't think it would happen, but you never know. All sports
2: are right. sports. That's right. Let's go ahead and take our second break here on the nation. I'm Chris Lowe with my cohort, Austin Price, with the Texas Roadhouse, and be back for segment, segment number three in just a couple minutes. Fans for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise. Touchdown at Hound Dogs, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange to find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600 when it's time to get geared up for game day. Just think Hound Dogs. Visit them online at hdnoxville.com.
1: When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. Trust your sight to the eye care team that keeps the Vols in focus. University Eye Specialists. From routine eye exams, glasses and contacts, to LASIK, cataracts and other surgical procedures, you can count on University Eye Specialists. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville and Morristown. Request an appointment today at UniversityEye.com. University Eye Specialists. Proud to serve the UT Athletics Department since 1978.
0: Like Coach Pruitt and the Tennessee Volunteers, First Horizon knows a thing or two about special teams. With over 150 years of banking experience in the Volunteer State, the team at First Horizon focuses on the client experience each and every day. Rest assured, we give our all for Tennessee.
3: When your core values are built on honesty, trust, and the customer experience, you've got a chance to be special, and that's exactly how I would describe my experience at First Horizon. First
0: Horizon, the official bank of the Vols. Enjoy the world's most refreshing
4: beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Neyland Stadium or tailgating at home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college football wherever you are. When things heat up on the gridiron, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This fall, reach for the beer that supports the balls, Mountain Cold Refreshment. Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers. Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21.
0: This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. Welcome you back
2: into the show, The Nation. Chris Lowe at Austin Price. Let's go right to the phone lines and welcome in a longtime friend of mine, VFL, former Tennessee basketball charge-taking aficionado, three-point shooter, (laughs) the blonde bomber from Union City, Tennessee, Mark Griffin. How are you, Mark?
6: Hey, Chris. Good to talk to you.
2: Well, listen, man, let's get right into it. Tennessee with another um, tough fought, grinded out. Boy, Cincinnati, a real physical defensive team. But I thought the the most impressive thing yesterday, Mark, about the Vols was, boy, how much this team plays defense. And and not only the way they play defense, but it's clear that it's important to them to play defense. And that's something that's been ingrained in this team by Rick Barnes. What about This team's defense really stuck out to you yesterday in that Cincinnati game.
6: Well, what uh, stood out to me, Chris, was there was not a lull when you went to the substitution pattern in defense. It didn't seem to drop at all. And if you watch a lot of basketball games, you'll see when they make subs, defense may not be as strong as before. But with, with this Tennessee team so far in the last two games, when there's been substitutions, the defense seems to even get better, or, or or at least maintain the the status it has before.
3: When you look at at this team, Mark, it, it just feels like you know it's so deep that you know there's not going to be a, a clear defined superstar. I mean, every night it could be you know a, a six, seven, or eight different guys that you know ends up getting right around ten points. Yeah, you know. It, to just every night could be a different hero. Is that kind of the, the feel you get just two games in? I mean, I know it's a small sample size, but it just feels like the depth and the ability to go in so many different directions on a given night is something that Rick's really going to have a lot of fun with this year.
6: No, I agree. I think you're going to have four or five guys that will probably be 10-plus points a game, but no one's going to stand out and be that 22-point a game uh night as far as producing you know during the season so i I think it's going to be you know with coach barnes and staff getting a good feel of who's hot who's not and go with the ones that are hot and, and just being a really good teammate and i think you've seen that this last two games is the players really don't care who's scoring it just all starts from the defense
2: so so mark when you um you look at the new faces on this team. There are several, you know, not just the, the freshman Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, but you've got the transfer. And, you know, when you look, sometimes when you bring in new guys and you incorporate them in with veterans like Pons and Fulkerson, it takes a while. How do you think just through two games they have sort of been added into the mix? What, what do you like about the way they've, you know, Nick's sort of been, Rick's sort of been able to, to mesh these guys together?
6: Well, I mean, nothing breeds success more than competition. When you're when you're, it goes back to practice. If you've got several walk-ons, and I'm not knocking, knocking the walk-ons, but when you've got talented scholarship players, you're you're going to improve even more in that early season. And I'm sure what Coach Barnes and staff does is looks to see who's been most consistent in practice, uh, who's you know has who's the most enthusiastic out there. Um, really, just playing as a team and trying to find that chemistry. The the the, the good thing about this program is you've got many different looks because there's going to have there's going to be nights when people are off, people get in foul trouble, and to be able to have the luxury to look down that bench and say, "Hey, I've got a few guys here that I'm not afraid to put in." Is just going to be a big advantage for this long season that we're going through.
2: What's um. You know, it's going to be such a unique, just much like football, Mark. You know, they they haven't practiced as much together. There's going to be some starts and stoppages. We've already seen Tennessee have some games canceled. When you have this this deeper bench and, and you've got some new faces, you're plugging in. What, what do you think is going to be the, the the greatest challenge for Tennessee going forward?
6: I think the greatest challenge for some of the guys on the teams. To be able to come in and make immediate impact and not have to rely on playing X amount of minutes before they feel they can make an impact. It, the mindset's going to have to be, and the challenge is when you step on that court, you've got to make a difference the first possession. And it, and it does start with defense, and, and the offense will catch up. Usually, Early in the season, the defense is, is far more advanced than the offense, and you're, you're seeing that with this Tennessee team and teams across the country. But I think the biggest challenge is going to be when people come off the bench, they've got to be ready to produce in whatever manner it helps to to, to, to get Tennessee on top.
2: So, you know, you, uh, you've known Keon Johns for a while. You coached him in AAU ball. You know the family. You know the young man. We've just seen, obviously, a glimpse of what he's capable of. I think the thing that I like, Mark, is he, he he's not afraid to get his hands dirty, man. He wants to play defense. He's going to get on the floor. I know and with all freshmen, and talking to Coach Barnes a few weeks ago, you know he wants to see him take care of the basketball. We've seen, you know, not only Keon, but but a couple of the, the new guys turn the ball over more than I know Rick wants him to turn it over. But yes. where do you think Keon will be? a month and a half from now compared to
6: where he is now? Well, I think the game will slow down for him even more than it has now, which I saw a difference between the second game and the first game. It just seemed more relaxed. And, you know, we had an unfortunate five turnovers the first game. And, you know, you got to understand, too, the kid played, you know, four games as a senior. He's been off that whole time. But I know he's worked very hard. But you're right in Coach Barnes' system. You got to take care of the ball if you're going to see the court. But I think as far as the future, I think you're going to see the game slow down. Uh, He's going to be able to take care of uh, the ball more as far as fewer turnovers and and handling the ball more Uh, just to help this team because, as you've also seen, and I've watched when he's come off the bench as well as all the other players, they won't be coached. And I think that's something that's vital for this team is when you watch, the body language is really good when the kids come off the bench and they're getting chewed out by Coach Barnes or staff. And I think that's going to be very important for the character of these kids.
3: Mark, Kentucky's used to kind of inserting new five every year, and and, and a lot of times (laughs) it takes a while for them to get going, but they're even slower this year. Inserting the guys that Tennessee's been able to insert and having some veterans to do so, it it sure seems like that the mix of veterans along with some new you know, youthful talent is, is is something that you know has allowed Tennessee to still get off to a solid start. Two solid wins against the Cincinnati and Colorado team. That I mean, are they are they world beaters? No, but they're also on any given night. If you don't play well, could easily beat you.
6: Oh no, you're right. I mean, it, it is a good mix, and and that's the thing about when you look at the youth movement in Kentucky, where. You start off slow, and, and, and they will turn things around. It's just going to take some time. They've got some point guard issues. I think it's probably better to move Terrence Spark to the point. And then uh, Devin Askew is probably going to have to come off the bench because he hasn't produced as much. But when you do have these veterans to look up to, it, it, it does give you something to, to build on with experience and, and questioning the upperclassmen during practice on how they do things, how the system is run. You know, was the expectations from the coaching staff? And, and you do that through communication and the willing to learn, and it looks like this team is willing to learn and grow, and, and you've seen that so far the last two games as far as their improvement.
2: Hey, Mark, it's Chris again. so offensively, and you know, we've seen some guys, let's be honest, Tennessee's missing shots I think they're going to hit as they get into the season and, and get a little bit more comfortable in the flow of, of what Rick wants them to do offensively. But offensively, who who do you think on this team, you know, we Fulkerson has been a guy down low and I, I think Ponds is going to shoot the ball better as we go forward. Who else though needs to be a factor offensively for this team to to be a uh, you know an SEC championship caliber, final four caliber type of team?
6: Well, I look at someone like Josiah James. You know, he's went through his freshman year and apparently it was hurt and did some extensive yoga during the offseason to improve his flexibility. I think he's going to be a, a big key for this team to be another go-to person on top of, uh, you know, Fulky and, and Eve's Ponds on the inside. I, I think it's going to be someone like Josiah that will have that opportunity to really step up and be consistent. Throughout the season, and once again, as I said earlier, not it doesn't have to be a twenty-two point a game guy, but just you know, ten points, five rebounds, a couple of assists, and just show that leadership that he has so far.
2: All right, before we let you get out of here, we got to hit you with. Uh, we'll let you participate in the marathon question of the week with a full tank of freedom. You can find your own highway and discover the true spirit of the American road marathon, fueling the American spirit. All right, you were on the floor. I was in the house back in 1987 when our good friend Tony White went for 51 points. What was the more memorable part of that game? Was it Tony hitting those last few free throws to get the record? Mark, are you carry, helping carry him off the floor?
6: Can there be a part C on this? Sure. i got another one.
2: Absolutely. Let's give us a C.
6: I believe, Chris, that The biggest thing that I remember, and I looked this up last season when when I was around Tony, I think the biggest takeaway with how well he played was I think he had two assists.
2: (laughs) 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 Even when we'd play back in the old hyper building and on the old hardwood courts behind the fraternities, Tony was never one to give up the basketball much. He didn't meet too many shots. No, he's
6: not one to (laughs) That's, that's correct. He didn't like hearing pass the ball. It was give me the ball.
2: <laughs> but, boy, he could get to the glass. Listen, man, I, uh, I really appreciate it. It's great catching up, Mark, great insight. And uh, I know we all look forward to watching this Tennessee basketball team grow and, and, and all the different combinations that, that Rick's able to put on the floor. And I think that's the neat thing is, is he's sort of still learning about who plays better with whom, you know, and, and who sort of feels more comfortable with each other. But that's only going to sort of evolve as this season goes on
3: no doubt.
2: All right, Mark. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, Mark Griffin, VFL, uh, you, joining us today on the Nation, talking a little bit about the Tennessee basketball team and their win over Cincinnati on Saturday. Uh, we'll go ahead and take our final break and come back here on the Nation in just a couple of minutes. Hey, we want to thank our eight affiliates across the state of Tennessee for bringing you the nation each and every Sunday night. Knoxville Sports Animal WNML, FM 99.1, AM 990. And Nashville 104.5 The Zone, Chattanooga Talk Radio 102.3 FM, WGOW. And Memphis Sports, 790 AM, Cookville Rock 93.7, or WATX AM 1600. And Crossville, The Ticket, FM 97.7 and AM 1490, the Tri-Cities, WJCW, AM 910, and in Winchester, WCDT, AM 1340, and FM
5: 106.9. A lot's changed in the past few months, from how we protect our health to how we work. But for more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. So right now, It's good to know that you have short-term, individual, and family plan options, along with dental and vision, for whatever lies ahead. Farm Bureau Health Plans, give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today.
4: Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service, and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGOnline.com. Equal Housing Lender, License 109111.
0: It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit.
1: It's been a long off-season, and while this football season might look a little different, Dos Equis wants to remind you that nothing will change one of college football's oldest traditions, the proud tradition of drinking beer. Tailgate from anywhere with an ice-cold, refreshing Dos Equis. Whether you're watching in Neyland, cheering from home, or hosting a virtual game watch, nothing goes with college football like an ice-cold, refreshing cerveza. Dos Equis, proud sponsor of Tennessee football. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly.
0: Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Copyright 2020. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group.
2: We welcome you back into The Nation,
3: the Sunday afternoon version of The Nation. Yeah, so let's recap to start the show. Gus Malzon out at Auburn. They owe him $11 million in the next 30 days. So, uh, Happy New Year to the Malzon family and Merry Christmas as well. So, um,. You know, the other big news coming out yesterday in the second half of Tennessee's win over Vanderbilt was the fact that Butch Jones is back a, as a head coach again, this time at Arkansas State. That's a good program for him to land at. Um, they've had success. You know, he'll go in there. He'll you know, uh, he'll try to build on some staffs that he had with here and, and elsewhere. Um, we'll be interested to see who else he hires. Um, you know, I, I think John Shalala makes a lot of sense as someone he'll hire. He was on – off-the-field coach here on Butch's staff. He's been at Mississippi State the last couple of years under, uh, you know, the previous coaching staff and now Mike Leach. Um, uh, and, and, you know, Butch kind of did his penance down there at Alabama, and, you know, now we'll get a, a chance to be a head coach again and build it back up.
2: Yeah, you know, Arkansas State's also been in a, a job where a lot of people have come through there and gone on to bigger jobs. And, and talking to several coaches around the country yesterday or last night when all this went down, a lot of people have a lot of respect for that job, and as someone in the SEC mentioned to me last night, Coach, that's a he said that's a sneaky good job, with terrific facilities. And I had a chance to talk to, to Butch last night, and he said he was blown away, but how good and how first-class the facilities were there at Arkansas State, and he very much wanted to be a head, head football coach again. And you know, you never like to go out the way he did, zero and eight, or winless in the SEC. But it's not like the guy hasn't had success previously as a head football coach.
3: No, he's he's one of um, one of two coaches that have have a winning record in league play since Phillip was fired in two thousand eight. They've only had two winning seasons in conference play. That being Butch in two thousand fifteen when they went five and three, and then Jeremy last year when they went five and three. Um, you know, and again, he out of anybody that's been here, he beat Florida. You know, he, I think
2: he's responsible for the only win against Ford in the last what sixteen. Meetings? That's right. That's right. And he's responsible for the only two wins against George in the last eleven.
3: Yeah, that's right. Lane beat George in two thousand nine. Yeah.
2: So I mean, he's you know he, he he did some good things. Obviously, the end the bottom fell out there at
3: the end. Um, and, 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 and he also and, and,
2: won a conference championship at Cincinnati and, before and he you, got here. And,
3: and you go back, and where did it fall out? it fell out at the one position the Tennessee's never got corrected, quarterback. Right. I mean, when Dobbs left and they went Dormady and JG and they had no idea what, what they wanted to do, and that, that, that room was a whole different level of chaos. You know, it, it all went south at that quarterback position that 2017 season. And, you know, you look around
2: college football right now, and more than ever, if you ain't got the right guy at quarterback, you ain't got a chance. And, and if you're average to below average at quarterback, you're in big trouble. And, and you, whether it's in the SEC, wherever, yeah. but that's certainly been the case. And Tennessee has struggled through that now for several years. But the thing I think the thing that in talking to Butch last night that was really pretty clear is uh, just how indebted he feels to Nick Saban. In fact, he said that in the locker room after the game last night it was pretty emotional because he knew that was pretty much it, and what Saban and his wife Terry had done for him and his family, and and he's one of many that's come through there. Under Saban. guys, in, in a lot of cases, had been head coaches, gotten fired, you know, something that happened off the field, come back through Alabama. But they came Saban. through as
3: position coaches. He just he, he yeah. was he was off the field, right.
2: and you yeah. see others like that now. Charlie Strong's there well, as an analyst. Then, yeah. uh, Mike Stoops, former head coach, Bob Stoops' brother, he's there as an analyst. Uh, you've seen several. You know, Lane Kiffin came in. Did he come in initially, or, or Sarkisian came
3: in initially? Yeah, he was an analyst. As an
2: analyst, and he's going to get a head job somewhere. He's not only is he going to get a head job, Sark is going to get a good head job. But coming through there and sort of getting, as I said earlier in the show, that Saban stamp. I mean, I give Butch credit. I mean, he he went there, as you said, served his time, was an analyst this past year. He's been uh, was promoted to special assistant to Saban, and now he's getting a shot to be a head football coach again at arkansas state and, and i would say guys other guys there under Saban, like a charlie strong major apple white you know was there i mean it's, it's amazing how many former head coaches over the last four or five years at some point saving talent staff
3: yeah i mean they all just go there because they know that it's like a rehabilitation
2: and he's secure enough in his own skin a lot of coaches aren't like this to bring in those guys they have run their own program before And he's going to glean as much information as he can because everybody's a little bit stronger in certain parts, certain areas, and he's able to do that, you know, and get whatever he can out of them. All right, AP, just to sort of recap: Gus Malzahn fired today as Auburn's head football coach. War D. Eagle, Uh, maybe need to change that to War Cash Eagle, as they will owe Gus Malzahn just south of $11 million in the next 30 days and 21.7. Total buyout, um, I think every July 15th he's going to get a check for about, after the $11 million, for about $2.6 million yeah. for four straight years. So, again, uh, there's money, and then there's Monopoly money, I guess, and then there's SEC football money. So Auburn looking for a coach. Vanderbilt still looking for a coach. At Vandy, I watch Troy Calhoun maybe, Will Healy, Jeff Monken, are some names to watch there. Uh, Maybe Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina, although I think if Virginia Tech were to open up.
3: He makes some sense there. He makes
2: a little bit more sense at Virginia Tech. Uh, And then last week, Shane Beamer hired as South Carolina's head coach at Auburn. I don't know. Do we we see Lane Kiffin back? Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban every year in the Iron Bowl? Imagine that. Or even Hugh Freeze. It's going to be interesting to see how that one shakes out. AP, we thank you. We thank Mark Griffin joining us in the third segment talking about Tennessee hoops we'll see you next Sunday night at the normal time here from the Texas Roadhouse so long everybody
0: You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Ballquest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse.
1: Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By University Eye Specialists, helping you live life in focus since 1935. And by Dos Equis. Nothing goes with college football like an ice-cold, refreshing Dos Equis Cerveza. Keep it interessante. and please enjoy Dos response. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by...
0: Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State for more news on college sports and the SEC. This is The Nation, signing off.